Welcome to the Rich, Fit, and Happy podcast. I'm Crystal O'Connor, where we want to take you from drab to fab in this beautiful life. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Rich, Fit, and Happy, the podcast where we dive deep into topics related to mental health and well-being so that you can make more money, feel more confident, and manage your money properly. And here's the thing, money doesn't make us happy, but guess what? It makes us more of who we already are. So let's take a deep dive into what makes us happy. And I'm here to tell you, I think that there are a lot of things that are being withheld and information and studies that just don't get enough attention. And I'm talking about estrogen linked to depression. So I want to unravel that just a little bit because there have been studies linking mental illness and low main sex hormones in both men and women. I'm going to talk about women right now because there are about 21 million, almost 22 million women age 12 and up that are on an antidepressant in this country. And that's a lot of women. So the majority of those women are between the ages of 40 and 60, and then another larger portion of them is 60 and up. And there's a connection there because our estrogen drops. And there are many experts, one in particular that I'm referring to, that believes that most women are just really low on estrogen. And that's not being looked at enough. And it's linked to mental illness. Now, who stands to benefit from ignoring the fact that estrogen is linked to depression. So low levels of sex hormones such as estrogen and testosterone have been shown associations with certain mental health conditions. So low estrogen levels have been linked to an increased risk of developing depression in women, particularly during periods of hormonal fluctuations such as the premenstrual phase, postpartum period, and perimenopause. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is evidence of these associations. And we all hear over and over that mental illness is a complex interplay of genetic, environmental, and physiological factors. Hormonal imbalances alone cannot fully explain the development of mental health disorders. But here's the thing. We have done studies to show that there is a link. There are studies and it's just not being exposed and it's not being talked about. And I think there's just too much money to be made in antidepressants and so many other problems with the body or so many different problems that prescriptions are written for because of low estrogen. I hope I said that clearly, and I'm going to say it again, low estrogen is linked to a lot of diseases. And today I want to talk about mental illness. And I want to ask you and leave this in your mind today. I want you to really think about who benefits. It's not the women. Women aren't benefiting from low estrogen. They're struggling. The holistic component and food being the answer isn't really the answer if we don't have nutrient-dense foods to purchase. Good example. I went to Sea to Table. I live in the Naples area, and I went to Sea to Table. It's a 75,000-square-foot grocery store. They have got so many different types of foods there, 
but I really had a hard time finding raw milk, for instance. Raw milk is very nutrient dense and it could not be found. I almost left. I did find it. I found one. I found half a gallon and in fine print, it said not for human consumption. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, I feel like very strongly, I feel like that was not a warning to not drink it. It was just probably some kind of FDA constriction or FDA agreement. It was probably an agreement to put those words on that half gallon of raw milk because they want to put fear in us. And the fact that it was the only raw milk, and there's so many different dairy sections in this grocery store. This place is huge. And a lot of specialty items, a lot of holistic foods, a lot of vegan types, just a little bit of everything there, but yet only one half gallon in the corner of raw milk. And then it said not for human consumption. If it's not for human consumption, what's it for? It said it was for livestock. That's what it said, something like that. So here's the thing. I was not in the livestock feed store. So why that was written on that half gallon, it was not in the pet section, okay? I'm telling you that was written on that half gallon to protect themselves from the FDA. When I say themselves, I mean the grocery stores protecting themselves. It's probably something that has to be written on the nutrient denseness of the food. Now think about that. So the foods that are nutrient dense that give our bodies what it needs, like for instance, the foods that were eaten in the Ingalls family, the Lori Ingalls family, remember the Ingalls? They ate farm to table. And that's kind of what we all need. That's what I'm suggesting here today, that we all need to really think about eating more nutrient-dense foods instead of focusing on the lack of nutrients like vegan. Now, if you're a vegan and you're listening to this, you probably didn't like what I just said, but it's going to be really hard for you to get your hormones balanced per se Balanced is a word that's used a lot. I know a gal that is an expert in hormones and she doesn't like the term balance because without labs and without fully knowing, maybe we shouldn't be slinging this word around, right? Fully knowing what balanced means is it's really taken a lot of power out of the word. So here's the thing. There are certain levels of estrogen that our body needs and the experts are not talking about it enough and the link between low estrogen and depression and suicide and other mental illnesses. The inability to think straight, maybe even ADD, okay? Think about it. Think about all the mental illness diagnoses that are out there that were not there 50 years ago, okay? And I think that 50 years ago, people were thinking better and they weren't and I'm not saying that they weren't estrogen deficient, but I think we are more estrogen deficient now. And eating vegan and non-nutrient dense foods is dangerous. It's dangerous to our hormones and it's dangerous to our mental illness, our mental state rather. So there was a study that examined the effects of estrogen on depression and the potential use of hormones and hormone therapy as a treatment option. And some research does suggest that certain women with depression 
may experience improvements in their mood when given higher levels of estrogen. Well, of course they experience that because estrogen is linked to feeling good. It's important to know that these these studies are limited though, and the results are not consistent across individuals. Now, I just read that off of a sheet and I'm telling you after doing my research, why? Why is it important to note that they're not consistent across all individuals? I'm telling you, it is consistent with regard to the positive effects of estrogen. So some of the positive effects is feeling good for no reason. And this comes from an expert that's worked with thousands of women in hormone clinics in this country. And these are some of the words used by the women that she's helped. They feel good for no good reason. They feel like a transformation has occurred and they're almost waiting for the shoe to drop because they almost can't believe it. They stop taking their antidepressants because they no longer need them. They have better relationships. They stop using their blood pressure medication, which is not mental illness. And I need to stay on the topic of mental illness because that's what I want to do here in this podcast episode. But it's really quite something to realize that these studies are out there and that women have suffered because of nutritional deficiency for years and years. And it's not getting any better because we're now being bombarded, just go on social media, especially women, being bombarded by different ways to balance your hormones, but no one really knows what that means. And if we look at estrogen being linked to, which is one of the main sex hormones, of course, for women and how positive it can be to a woman's life, the way she feels, the way she looks, basically keeping her from disease. But if we go back to mental health, mental health is really linked to so many things. It increases confidence. It makes you want to go out and live life. It helps you with your relationships because you want to be a more loving partner, a more loving mother, right? So why are we keeping some of these studies from women and why aren't we talking about it more as an answer and nutrient-dense foods as an answer instead of veganism and confusing women with way too much information about diet. Yes, it's important to get to know a diet and get to know what works when you're working out. For instance, lifting heavy helps muscle, right? But if you are low estrogen or in your lifting heavy, you won't have the same muscle retention and your results will be different. But if you did that heavy lifting while getting your estrogen up and using estrogen, you're going to experience much better results. You're going to experience muscle retention, which is linked to feeling better, looking better, and living longer. So there is just a lot of injustice happening with a lot of experts in a lot of different fields. And I'm not just talking about the medical community, but I'm talking about even the holistic nutritionists. And in their defense, they're not being told these things. And why aren't they asking what I'm asking right now? You almost never hear enough of them asking the same questions. Why are we so willing to give 22 million women antidepressants 
but not the adequate levels of estrogen. Why is that? And I just misspoke. I meant to say 20. So 21 million women are on antidepressants. And that was just from a study in 2020. It's 2023. And you know those numbers are going up because we're all aging. And if we look at a large percentage of the 22 million taking those antidepressants, they're in the category between 40s and 60s. So I remember asking my doctor when I was in my early 40s why I feel a certain way. And he immediately suggested antidepressants and I didn't take them because why would I? I wanted to get to the root of why I was feeling that way. I didn't want it covered up. So if I would have taken an antidepressant, it would have covered it up. I wanted to go to the root of it. And my journey in trying to discover what it was that was getting me to feel exhausted, fatigued, and heart palpitations, unable to sleep for more than four hours, but then exhausted during the day, the wired and tired. When I really think about an acne, like I've never even had acne as a teenager. Why was I having it during my 40s. Like a lot of women have so many of these symptoms. And here's another thing the inability to find answers causes some women to feel hopeless. It actually compelled me to keep searching and trying different things. And I think a lot of women are doing that as well because I've talked to many of them. But I think too many give up and do think that the antidepressant medication is the answer or the ADD. ADHD medication is the answer or the anti-anxiety medication. They think those are the answer. But if you continue, I mean, I want you to think about this. If you're a woman and you're listening to this, if you continue to cover up the feelings and become a shell of a woman and live only half of the life that you should be living, who is that benefiting? Who is that benefiting? If you felt like a fulfilled person full of the same drive and determination and confidence that you likely had in your 30s or maybe even feel better than you ever have in your life by getting the adequate amount of estrogen, wouldn't you be okay with letting go of your antidepressant? I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what I just said today and maybe even considering looking at your labs, having your labs drawn and looking at your estrogen levels and asking yourself, is this normal? So I had a friend recently that was told that her levels of about, I think she was about a hundred, her estrogen levels were about a hundred and she's in her forties and was told that was normal. And I'm here to tell you that I know an expert that absolutely says that is not normal or that is not healthy and a much higher level would make her feel a lot better. And by the way, this friend of mine did admit that she wasn't feeling her best. And that is actually happening more times than not. So when a woman reaches between 40 and 43, she almost always starts to feel a lot of what I'm referring to in terms of those symptoms, the inability to sleep, the exhaustion, the fatigue. And the thing is, is that we have a lot of responsibilities in the world that we're living today. We just do, especially if you're a mother and you've got teenagers in your early 40s, you've got teenagers and you've got the responsibility of being a wife, running a household. A lot of you are running businesses now because 
look at inflation and what it takes to run a household and live the kind of life that our kids deserve. Like, if you really look at that, we are almost running ourselves ragged and we're running on fumes unnecessarily. So I want you to think about that. And I'm going to be talking about this more in Rich, Fit, and Happy, my program. If you go to richfitandhappy.com, you can learn more about it and discover how to feel your best with the truth, not just watered down versions of the truth and not just a cookbook that tells you what to eat, but actual truthisms like I just shared with you today. Higher estrogen is not dangerous. The lower estrogen is what's dangerous because the body needs estrogen. And as it drops, naturally, we can get it back. So I am actually teaching this, not myself. I have an expert teaching it that teaches doctors, teaching this very thing in my program, Rich, Fit, and Happy. And yes, we're going to talk about business and how to make more money. But here's the thing. you got to feel good in order to manage what I'm teaching in the business portion of Rich, Fit, and Happy. You got to feel better and antidepressants aren't the answer. We don't want to shut off your emotions and make you feel like a shell of a person. And I'm not shaming anyone for taking antidepressants. I'm only suggesting another learning more about your body and taking the initiative and taking action and educating yourself with the truth, not just a watered down version but the actual truth. And the truth is who stands to benefit? It's not you. It's not to your benefit to ignore what studies show about low estrogen and depression and exhaustion and many other mental health issues that are linked to low estrogen. So consider going into the show notes and signing up. I have an opt-in. I have richfitandhappy.com. And then when you go to that, you'll see an opt-in to learn more about the program that's starting and would love to have you and hear my expert, Marie, share more about this topic and how to take charge. And if you are a health and wellness provider, if you're a health coach and you want to help your customers, your clients, your patients, she can help you do that as well. So scroll down in the show notes and let's connect.